0: seven days six nights the commerce department released a report this week on the dangerously low level of microchips commerce secretary gina raimondo warned quote five days of inventory no room for error this shortage is a stark comparison to 2019 when the median stock for microchips was 40 days Hershey has begun firing employees for refusing to get vaccinated. The company is asking these employees to sign a nine-page confidentiality and release agreement that forbids them from talking about what happened. In return, these employees will receive a special separation payment. The payoff isn't working as well as they'd planned, as many are refusing to sign the documents. The U.K. government has found that immunity is diminished after vaccination. They also found that the vaccine interferes with the ability to make antibodies after infection against both the spike protein and other virus parts. A new study by John Hopkins University found that, quote, lockdowns have had little to no effect on COVID-19 mortality. In fact, the review of 24 different studies showed that, quote, lockdowns in Europe and the United States only reduced COVID-19 mortality by 0.2 percent on average. The Austrian president is expected to sign legislation that would mandate the COVID 19 vaccination for all. Every adult, excluding pregnancy or medical reasons, would be required to get the jab. The law will take effect in mid March. Individuals failing to provide proof of vaccination would be reported to authorities. After four reports, individuals could get a fine of up to $4,000. The law also creates a database of citizens' vaccination status and their expiration date. They said what? A professor at the State University of New York, Fredonia, is in big trouble after video clips surfaced of him saying that pedophilia isn't wrong. The university's president says that the comments are reprehensible and that the professor is under investigation. The following are excerpts of what Professor Stephen Kirschner said. Imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A, a very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. It's not obvious to me that it is in fact wrong. I think this is a mistake. And the notion that it's wrong even with a one-year-old is, is not quite obvious to me. Are, but no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's blanket wrong at any age. From Hill to House. Biden made some troubling remarks about the Second Amendment this week. While in New York, he was speaking about gun control efforts and said the following. There's no violation of a Second Amendment right. We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon and when the, this, this uh, amendment was passed. So no reason why you should be able to buy certain assault weapons. If that's true, what other amendments aren't absolute, according to Biden? What about free speech, freedom of religion, the press, or the right to trial by jury? Congress got blamed this week for Kamala Harris's failures. The vice president accused Congress of not acting on immigration. She said, quote, It was our first initiative to say we must have a pathway to citizenship. The problem is that Congress is not acting. She then went on to say, this should not be partisan. We should not allow Republicans or Democrats, if they do stand in the way of it, to get away with this as a partisan issue. Harris must be forgetting that Democrats control the Senate and the executive branch. If a pathway to citizenship isn't passing, perhaps it's a failure of leadership in the White House. Puzzies and patriots. Joe Rogan apologized this week after catching heat for having guests on his podcast who questioned the prevailing COVID-19 narrative. Both Neil Young and Joni Mitchell demanded their music be removed from Spotify. In response, Spotify promised to place warning labels on COVID-19 information. Joe Rogan took to Instagram to issue an apology. So uh, I want to thank Spotify for being so supportive during this time. Uh, And I'm very sorry that this is happening to them and that they're taking so much heat from it. One of the things that Spotify wants to do that I agree with is that at the beginning of these controversial podcasts, like specifically ones about COVID, is to put a disclaimer. Again, I'm not trying to promote misinformation. I'm not trying to be controversial. So my pledge to you is that I will do my best to try to balance out these more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives so we can maybe find a better point of view. Apparently, the $100 million Spotify paid Rogan for his podcast last year not only made him woke, but also made him a pussy. High times are ahead for Mississippi. They just became the 37th state to allow the use of medical marijuana. Republican Governor Tate Reeves signed the bill into law, even though previously he opposed the legalization of marijuana. Even after signing the bill, he said, quote, there are also those who really want a recreational marijuana program. They could lead to more people smoking and less people working, with all of the societal and family ills that that brings. Although he may not like marijuana, the legislature had enough votes to override a potential veto and pass the legislation without his approval. Never forget that even Thomas Jefferson smoked marijuana. He even wrote the Declaration of Independence on hemp paper. He also once said, quote, Hemp is a first necessity to the wealth and protection of the country. Thanks to all the Mississippi lawmakers who understand this and checked Governor Tate's archaic opinions on marijuana, you are a patriot. Excuse me for interrupting. Do you realize this is a party line? Put on your waiters. we're about to dive deep into the swamp, the creatures that live in it, and their salacious shenanigans for this week's party line. We're having party line trouble. Kamala Harris is losing another staffer, this time her speechwriter. This is the eighth staffer to leave the vice president's office. Harris has had a rough year, suffering from rumors of a toxic work environment, declining approval ratings, and her failure to get the border crisis under control. This isn't shocking, though. Harris received such little support in 2020 that she dropped out of the race before the Democratic primaries even started. Staffers on Capitol Hill are lashing out about their poor working environment. The Instagram account Dear White Staffers details a litany of complaints ranging from low pay, long hours, and bad bosses. Some of the most interesting posts include the following. Senator Joe Manchin was accused of having a notoriously toxic office and constantly calling his female staffers babe. Senator Kristen Sinema was accused of having a previous scheduler drive her to the grocery store after hours and then wait to drive her back home. Sinema also demanded the woman get her car cleaned every week to remove the dog hair. Senator Kristen Gillibrand apparently made a low-level staffer buy her expensive lattes every day. Others said Gillibrand doesn't care about staff and doesn't even know the names of lower-level staff. Representative Nancy Mace was accused of having an unpaid intern pick up alcohol for a party she was hosting. Representative Kay Granger is described as, quote, abusive, volatile, and corrupt. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee has been called, quote, the worst member to work for. Representative Pramila Jayapal received a lot of complaints, whose office is, quote, famously a nightmare. And Senator Chris Van Hollen allows his wife to get involved in the office, such as sitting in on job interviews. Other posts say she is toxic and that she screams at employees. <laughs>